Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is a podcast for Home Field Advantage. I'm your host, back again for another week, Mike Lavelle. And, of course, uh, we're here to talk sports the way that you talk sports, man. Um, I don't know if this will be the final podcast of 2016, but let me start off by saying thank you to anyone that has ever listened to my podcast. Uh, I do it because it's fun. I don't do it for nobody else. That's the best thing I control. Uh, anything that goes on with this podcast and it is truly free but I want to thank everybody who has had a part in either suggesting a topic giving commendation, giving recommendations, giving critiques Uh, if you listen, you click play, you click subscribe thank you so much thank you to the guys that helped me start and come up with the name for Home Field Advantage Rashad Davis, Marlon Copeland Antoine Smith-Smith, thank you you guys as well you know what I'm saying? It's the end of 2016, but it's not the end of this podcast. So let's go. All right. Once again, man, we are going to get started. Um, back again with another returning guest. Not many guests have returned, but this one has returned because we're going to have a real good conversation. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys going to enjoy it. Many of you guys uh, enjoyed the first time that he was on this podcast. Uh, we talked a lot about Colin Kaepernick. And, uh, you know, I got a lot of perspective because he's older than me. All right. Back again, returning for another time. The great man that I know, my father-in-law. What's going on, Michael Fields? Thank you, son. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I love being on your broadcast. And um, I think you're doing a wonderful job. Wonderful job. And anytime you need my service, you know I'm here. Indeed, we know. Indeed, we know. Uh, forewarning before anybody uh, uh, has any questions, you know, uh, uh, this is this is uh, uh, a great, inspiring man, and I've said that before. Outside of the fact that he's a Cowboys fan, <laughs> but 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 let me let me say this. Let me say this. He's not one of the annoying ones. Everybody knows there's some annoying Cowboys fan. He's not one of the annoying ones. So it's uh. it's okay. Right. It's okay. Right. You might show some bias, but that's it. it won't be bad. It won't be bad. Now you know some annoying cowboy right. man. Right, right, right. Man. Hey, but don't get don't forget about Pittsburgh now. I'm a Pittsburgh you fan are a too. Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Yes, sir. Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I have too. another listener. She she listens she loves the Pittsburgh Steelers. Shout out to Abby. Right. Right. Much respect. Much I respect. get a lot of uh flack about that too. How do I be both? Let me tell tell your fans how I became both. Okay. I was born in Dallas, Texas. My brothers, all my brothers, I'm, I'm six siblings. I'm the youngest of six. All my brothers and my father was a cowboy fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, born in Dallas, Texas. And they groomed me up under the cowboy. I was back there when Bob Hayes and Bob Lilly and all them was doing their thing. I mm-hmm. mean, fell in love with them. Most Cowboys but, fans don't know those names. Go ahead. <laughs> but we moved to... Uh, 
Michigan. And when we moved to Michigan, I guess I was about uh, whatever grade you're looking at, about fourth, fourth grade. Mm. And um, and up there, we seen a lot of Pittsburgh. You know, we, for some reason, we seen a lot of Pittsburgh came on almost every week. And by me being a football player myself, I love defense. I love to hit. I fell in love with the steel curtains. Okay. And when I fell in love with the steel curtains, there it go. So I've been a Pittsburgh and Dallas fan from near on out. That's fair. Yep. That's fair. Yep. There's a lot of Dallas fans so, that came around just because they was winning. Oh, no. No. It was because I, I don't have my pain. Trust yeah. me. I don't have the pain days. And I had the good days. I'm smiling today now. <laughs> Last year I wasn't smiling. I'm smiling today now. I get it. I get it. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a, lot, of, it's a lot of Dallas fans. Yeah. They, they, they know yeah. you're good. They know about right. Aikman and stuff. Right. They, they have no clue who Quincy Carter is. Right. Oh, I yeah. remember Quincy oh, yeah. Carter, okay? Most definitely. <laughs> we remember, Most definitely. We remember John Kittner, okay? Yes. Most definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. All right, man, we'll get started. You know what? I'm going to talk a little bit about Dallas. Of course, we always start our show with a rant so we can cleanse ourselves so we can talk freely and positively about sports. Uh, I have a rant, and it's really dealing with the NFL, but it kind of has to deal with the Dallas Cowboys. Don't know as everybody knows, you can go and research it. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who's having a monster rookie year. Monster year. Um, he uh, recently scored a touchdown. Mm -hmm. and jumped into the Salvation Army kettle that is near the back of the end zone. Right. Uh, by all rules account, that is a penalty and a fine. Right. However, they did not penalize him. They did not fine him. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott doing the right thing said, hey, man, even if y'all not going to find me, I'm going to put some gonna, money. Gonna I'm going to donate some money yeah. to Salvation yeah. Army. Jerry Jones mm -hmm. then went a little step further and yeah. said, I'm going to match whatever he puts in. Yep. I, I thought that was amazing. Yep. I thought that was a good thing. Yep. Awesome. I have no problem with that because I'm a part of fun. The the celebration look fun. I, I, I'm a I'm a person I like people to celebrate in the end zone. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. If you ain't really like being disrespectful with your celebration, hey, right. have at it. Right. Which, I agree. Which I agree brings 100%. me to the NFL. Uh, first of all, the NFL did not find Ezekiel Elliott. Why? I don't know. At one time, they said they were. I mean, they so, were, but they they said so they no. never did do it. They said no, we're not going to find okay. him. I mean, in truth, they shouldn't. I mean, they should. On. I mean, I, I say they should because it's harmless what he did. I mean, it's if there was nothing in there like he crushed anything, then crushed nothing. I mean, it, it was all in part of his celebration. True. So now, if it was boxes in there, gifts, he stood on them and crushed them. You know, I, I, I might see that. You know, but it was nothing in there. Okay, but the rules say you cannot use a prop, no matter what. Okay. Even the, I remember when Chad okay. Johnson grabbed the uh, end zone pylon. Okay. he played golf okay. with it. Can't do it. That's okay. a penalty and a fine. All right, all right. So that, that's true. That's fair. So by that's the fair. rules, that's fair. That's, that's a fair. fine. NFL said no, we're not gonna find him. Okay. Which I think a lot of it has to do with the NFL link to Salvation Army mm -hmm. and they saw good was gonna come out. Right, right. Okay. Right. I'm with it. They spend it. it. Makes they sense. spend it. They spend it. Odell Beckham Jr., who mm -hmm. I respect his game, but I think he's mm -hmm. a brat. Yep. He comes out and says, If I had did that, I would have got fined. Probably, but you know, it's, well, it's it's end up gonna be for a good cause. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I he, mean, but, but the, the root. I mean, I'm gonna have to say 
the rules is the rules. I mean, I when you said that, I, you know, there's nothing else to talk oh, about. Yeah, but, I mean, the rules is the rules. But so see, here's the part. It could have went either way. I'm, I, I can take it in a yeah. way, whether he got fined or didn't get fined. Here's the part where I have a problem. The NFL... The, the lovely people that they are. I mean, they produce such a fine product. <laughs> but they're so inconsistent. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. So the NFL, the National Football League, or like Most I like definitely. to call it, the No Fun League, <laughs> it came out that Odell Beckham Jr. was recently fined $18,000 for a pair of shoes that he wore. Why did he wear those shoes? He wore those shoes because the late, great Craig Sager, it was in dedication to him. Mm. They were they were colorful shoes, and oh, yeah, and okay. he wanted to wear those shoes, and then take those shoes and auction them off. And was those orange ones? Uh, they was a lot of colors. Yeah, oh know, yeah, Sager, yeah. He had all those different colors. Craig yeah. Sager wore a lot of different colors. Yep. If you don't know Craig yeah. Sager, yeah, you know uh, all his suit coats was like all that. his yeah. all his suit yeah. colors were mm-hmm. very out there. But I'm telling you, that's yeah. a man knew how to do his job. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's a tremendous loss. Um, so so he had those Craig Sager shoes. He said, mm-hmm. I'm going to auction them off, and then I'm going to donate that money to the Sager Foundation, which helps for cancer research. Makes sense. Why'd you find them $18,000? Yeah, no, nah, that, that wasn't right. That, you didn't that wasn't find right. Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't right. But I, you I agree with that. Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, I agree with that. So my problem is yeah. with neither person, neither player, is with you, the NFL. Yeah. If you cannot be consistent. Consistent. Yep. I agree. Then get rid of the rule. Get I'm rid just of the saying, rule. Yep. If you cannot be consistent, mm-hmm. get rid of the rule. I'm sorry. You can't pick and choose when you want to give that rule out. You I can't agree. pick and choose who you want to give that rule out. Do I believe Odell Beckham Jr. would have been fine if he jumped in that kettle? Yep. But yep. at the same time, Odell <laughs> Beckham Jr. Too. causes a lot of these problems for himself. Right. Right. Right, I do too. I think he would have got fired but too. If this man yeah. who is giving props to one of our great sideline reporters in the history of sports reporting and donating that money, mm-hmm. not for himself, but to an actual good cause, which is the same thing Ezekiel Elliott is doing, I don't see the problem. Well, you got to look at one more thing too. You know, you, you're talking about Jerry Jones being the the, the Cowboys owner, I'm pretty sure he had some hand into that when he oh, went sure. when he went uh, to the NFL people. He probably came up with the idea that, that sure. Ziegler would donate I'm and sure. I would yeah. donate too, but don't find him. You yeah, know, because you know he got a lot of pull. Yeah, he, he got, got a lot of pull. But at the same time, yeah. you have to be consistent yeah. if you're going to have rules out there and you're going to try to put those rules out there. You know. You gonna try to put those rules out there like you better inf- uh, deal with them and you better mm-hmm. and these have to mm-hmm. be enforced. Well, they weren't enforced in NFL. Oh, I agree. You didn't agree. do it fairly. Rules is rules. I got a problem yeah. with it. I mean, some rules is out there crazy, but it is a rule, and this rule is not too crazy that he, they could have forced. They probably should have forced it when you really look at it. I, I totally agree. Yeah. I yep. totally agree. And yep. and to be honest, I'm with you. Yep. I don't think none of it should be fine. Yeah. But this is the NFL. Mm-hmm. We got the rule books. Mm-hmm. We see the rule in force. Mm-hmm. But you're being picky about who you assess it to. And I got a problem. statement, you remember um Pittsburgh still he got fined um Antonio Brown Antonio Brown when he grabbed the, the pole, didn't he? When he jumped on the pole and oh, wrapped yeah. his leg around. Because he mean, was using a prop. Because he yeah. was using a prop, right. Yeah. Is it so, uh, Antonio Brown also got fined for wearing Muhammad Ali cleats. Uh 
Yep. And dedicate yep. When, yep. when he passed away. Yep. And that dance he did. That one that oh, one yeah. dance he did, he yeah. got he got he got uh, so that's fine what I'm saying. It. So you know Hey, if you're gonna find everybody, find them yep. all. Yep. Uh, if you want to make a, uh, if you want to make an exception when there's a good cause at hand, let that be known. Yep. But you can't pick and choose. I'm sorry, you just can't. Yeah. I know it's America's team, but it ain't mine. <laughs> so <laughs> you better be fair. <laughs> so next time Julio Jones decides to jump in that kettle, right. if he wants to, I don't want to hear nothing. Because <laughs> Jet Jones don't bother nobody. Anyway, let's let's keep um, it going. Let's give you side note, side note. Matt Ryan for MVP. Matt Ryan for MVP. Matt right, Ryan. Man, we, we're gonna we're gonna get the show started, man. We're gonna get the show I started. You, I All right, of course, man. We we would like to take some of the major headlines and just discuss them here on this podcast. Recently, uh, some running backs in college, uh, just like Ezekiel Elliott, uh, um, was a great running back in college. They have decided to forego their bowl game. Uh, to go ahead and start preparation to get into the NFL draft. Uh, Leonard Fournette from LSU, Shock Linwood from Baylor, and Christian McCaffrey from Stanford. All of them, and all of them are running backs. All of them decided to forego their team's final bowl game. Uh, is that a good decision? What you think? Well, I look at that. It's two things you got to look at. Um. Only only time I can uh, go along with that is when the players, the team of the players do not have a problem with his decision. Okay. If they support him giving up that last game and want to go ahead and um, prepare for his um, pro career, and if they don't have a problem with it, then I don't have a problem with it. Okay. And uh, to me, that's fair. Okay. It ain't got nothing to do with the – the, the the college league it ain't got nothing to do with the fans it got something to do with the teammates because who he is letting down if if he letting down anyone is them and okay. they the one that's most important okay so so that was something I would think he would have to have a talk with and discussion and they go from there and I would say if uh, he hurt you know he is a running back yeah he hurt but, man, but, 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 uh, Leonard, Leonard, yeah, he, he is hurt. He's now. hurt. He, he ain't been injured. Hurt. He, he been banged up most of this year. Yeah. He so, hurt. He ain't injured though. So if he want to give it up, I don't have a problem with that either. Okay. Because he is a running back and you know, they got a short career anyway. True. They have a short career anyway. So order to start this off, he need to heal. Cause you know, Carabine, when you go through that Carabine, you got to perform. Yeah, if you want to have and a high a, score, and, and, you must perform. And contrary to popular belief, the the combine and everything that goes with it, that's a strenuous. Yes, like that's that's yes. that's like game day. That's yes. a lot of work you yes. put into. Yeah, so you put your body through a lot. To, so to for get him shape. to go ahead and heal and prepare for that, I don't have a problem with it. Those are the two reasons I say that I can live with them making that decision. But if they making that decision uh, based on they healthy. They based on the players, his teammates want them to play because they want to win this bowl or this bowl is important to the team. Mm -hmm. It might not be important to him, but it's important to the team. Then he got to perform. He got to play. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. He have to play in that instant. So it all really just depends on his surrounding more so depend on him 
making that personal decision. It can't be based off a personal decision. It got to be based off a team effort. Let's see. Uh, first, that's the way I look at I, it. I totally, let me say you first, you make an excellent point. You make an excellent point. For mm -hmm. one, uh, from what I heard, all their teammates uh, don't have a problem with it. Okay. A lot of them come out and support, especially for Christian McCaffrey. Right. Um, and they've come out publicly. Okay. Um, I will say though differently where I feel. I feel like it's okay for that to be a personal decision. I'm gonna tell you why. You do so much for this NCAA mm -hmm. that don't give you as much as you give it. That's true. All right? I agree with We've that. We've had this discussion before. Yep. Everybody's had this discussion that. before. Players don't get paid. They mm -hmm. can't take endorsements. They can't get an agent. They can't sign autographs and get a buck for it. Like mm -hmm. They can't do a lot of stuff, but they, they have to work extra hard for that school. Okay. Because these are lower tier bowl games, mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with them skipping it. Well, see, now I agree with what you said, but where I'm coming from with it is it ain't about college. College have nothing to do with the decision. It's only based on the team, his teammates. That's who he needs to support, not the college. It's the team. If the team wants to win this bowl game for whatever reason, because you got other players on there going to be back next year. You got right. players going to be back two years from now. You got players going to be back maybe four years uh, or three years from now. Okay. So that that helps their resume. You I, I, are I, I, a uh, team. You are a team. The team come first, not individual ship come first. The team come first. So it only – give you a free ride when they are supporting you. Now, if they do not support you and they all want to win this game, then I feel you need to be there for the team, not for the for the NCAA now. But you're there for the, See, NCAA, you, you're no, there no, for the college too. No, uh, no, By being ain't. there for the team, you're there for the college too. Well, well I mean, college is going to benefit from it, but you're not yeah. doing it for their purpose. you only doing it for your teammates. Because your team, you are a team. You committed to this team. You I, are committed to this team. I will agree, but so, um, let me let me ask you this question. A lot of people, they're questioning, especially Christian McCaffrey's character. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, well, you know, when they come to the NFL, they're going to look at you funny. Mm -hmm. I disagree. Cause no, like, I, I totally disagree. I'm man. looking at Christian yeah. McCaffrey like this guy's yeah. been a stand-up citizen. Yeah. Yeah. He's broken crazy records. Right. FYI, if you don't know who right. Christian McCaffrey is. Right. This is Ed McCaffrey's right. son, mm -hmm. wide receiver. Mm -hmm. uh, Barry Sanders used to own the record he in the NCAA. Yeah, you go. You Christian McCaffrey blew that record blew out, out of order. Blew it out. I want to say Barry Sanders had like 3,200 uh, uh, all-purpose mm -hmm. yards. Christian McCaffrey last year, he, just, he almost did 4,000. <laughs> <Right? laughs> Something incredible that, I, we, that we won't see in a long so time. So I look at a guy <laughs> like that and I'm like – he has nothing else to gain from this personally. But I do agree, like, if this was like the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Oh, now he have to play in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Now he have to. Absolutely. That, that's nothing to and, talk about. And to be honest, I don't, yeah, think, he I don't think he even considers yeah. not playing in this yeah, game. Yeah, If it's yeah. playoffs. If it's playoffs, he have to. But my point yeah. is, this ain't the Peach Bowl. This ain't the Tostitos Bowl. This ain't, well, the Rose Bowl is part of the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm -hmm. it's none of the big ones. Well, he probably playing in the the Seagrams 
uh, ginger ale bowl or something. Like, <laughs> they, I mean, come on, the Chipotle bowl. Right. I'm not playing in there. Yeah. I have nothing to gain from this. I have nothing to gain from this. But, now, however, I will say this. I, w- I would have hoped that he would have been smarter about how the news came out. Mm-hmm. I would have rather went and talked to my coach and said, hey, man, I don't want to play. Let's get this running back here. Coach and the team. Yeah. It's not just the coach. Yeah, coach mean, and the team. Yeah, that's what I'm it, saying. I would have went to him and said, hey, coach, look, we got this running back behind me. I don't really want to play. I want mm-hmm. to go ahead and start from the NFL, but I'll be here to support. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how mm-hmm. can we work that out? Mm-hmm. The coach could have came out and said, look, we appreciate what Christian McCaffrey has done, but we have more talent behind him. Right. And we want to start now. Right. It's no but problem. for next year. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Let it him would, shine. It now. would have been less yeah. drama. So I wish you would have been mm-hmm. a little smarter about it. But at the same time, I don't have zero problem. The NCAA, Stanford, all these people have done nothing but uh, benefit from me. Benefit from Christian yeah. McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. And well, he has done nothing but give mm-hmm. for this for this school, for the NCAA, mm-hmm. for his team. Right. And I think that's also, too, why his team has no problem because right. they, they see it. They right. know. And see, he probably had that talk with them. See, I, that's I, what I'm saying. I, I do, you know, I he probably that had that talk behind closed doors. I mean, as long as the team, like I said, as long as the team is down with it, I don't feel it's a problem. But if the team was, I mean, if they was looking at it a different way and they was down with it and they wanted to win this game, like I say, even though it's not important to him, but it is important to other players. Yeah. Other players will benefit from it, you know, because it's showing um, they perspired for next year. So that's my take on it. That's only my take. So on let, it. let me. They ask don't you. care nothing about no 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 fans or no um, uh, NCA. I don't care what they think. I, I it's only it's it. only dealing with his teammate. That's who he committed to. That's yes. who he committed to. That's that's the only people that matter. Let me say that. His okay. team matters. His coach matters. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But is it dealing with the NCAA and the school? Yep, because they the ones that's getting all the money. Well, they benefiting they, from it. They benefit. But he's not making that it. decision based on no. Them. That's what I'm. That's where I'm. He getting the only one that matters. That's even, where I'm getting. Even at. Leonard Fournette. Let's talk about him for a second. He put out a post on social media, and it was him and his daughter. Mm-hmm. And up under the post, it said, this the only person's opinion that matters. Okay. I said, yeah, it, it, it's, it's who matters. Well, if, if Leonard Fournette went to his team and said, I, I, I'm not playing. Well, he got a free ride because I, in my book, uh, it's two ways you can get out from doing it. If your team supports you and you are hurt, or you are hurt, if you hurt, man, and you injured, and all it takes is just a small blow to to kill your your chances of coming out of being the number one uh, pick. You can go down to number two or number three because of your injury, or not even get picked at all so because you, of the injury. So, so if he already hurt, to me that's that's another way that he can escape this uh, situation. Okay, that's let, my opinion. Let me play devil's advocate. Okay. Here. If Len, if this was the playoffs, would Leonard Fournette play? Uh, if it was the playoff, I would now say I'm, yes. Because I've heard him. He said he's 85, 90% ready to go. Okay. If if, 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 if this was the playoff, I'd say yes. Because 
this game is too important. Right. You got to finish the season. Right. But now you might well say the, the season is finished. Mm-hmm. If he hurt and this game don't matter, it's not going to amount to anything. Yes. That's, His season is finished already at that, this point. That's what so I'm, he can step out. He got the right to me step out. That's what I'm getting at. For a so, lot of players, this game doesn't benefit them at all as much as it it could benefit the team, like you're saying. But yeah. for them personally, right. it's not affecting their draft stock. No, not at all. Leonard Fournette is not still considered the number – well, in some cases, number one or number two running back right. coming out of coming the draft. Coming out this year. Christian yep. McCaffrey, unanimous, pretty much number three yep. running back. All yep. of them, Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey. Right. Now, Shock Linwood, I, I mean, he could probably benefit from playing in this last game. Right. But they still first, second round picks. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're not going to benefit they from playing benefit. this game. Yeah. So, I don't blame them. Now, I want to ask you this question. I always say you don't count another man's pockets. Ever. My father always said that. You don't count what's in their pocket. You don't count what money they're making or nothing like that. Well, now Marshall Falk, Marshall Falk came out. He's one of them. He basically said, well, if they feel like they're not playing in this game, uh, they don't want to get injured or injured any further, then they shouldn't even come to the NFL. No. Agree, disagree. I, I disagree. Matter of fact, nah, I don't even got know nothing, why Marshall nah. said that. Now nah, I don't know why he said that either. And much injuries he had, Thank and you. he knew his his career ended on injuries. Okay. You know, they stopped playing him and starting him because of the injury mm-hmm. he had. So I don't know how that came out of his I have mind. no idea how that I came out. I don't understand that. And and, and and don't forget, I'm a Dallas fan. Zeke the Ellen, Zeke. what he said, you know, I had a problem with that because this man gave up his whole last year in man. college. Thank now, you. what is you talking about? Do y'all see why I have this man on the show? You know, do y'all see why I have I mean, this man on the show? I had so many people were saying, saying, why you mad at Ezekiel Elliott? You should just be mad. I'm a Dallas fan, but I'm going to have to pull it out. There. I got to pull e- it out. Ezekiel there. came out and said, yes. if this was my final bowl game, I'm going yes. to play. You gave up a whole, a whole year. year. A whole year to get in the NFL. And then he come back with a statement saying that he'll give. Uh, tooth and nails to play one more uh, uh, red and blue uh, uh, with his teammates. Red and uh, gray red and blue. And gray. Yeah. Gray, gray, gray and red. Gray, gray and red, red. Uh, uh, with his teammates. He you could have played 13 more. You could have played 13 more. Okay. You know you wasn't studying that, man. Come on, bro. I mean, this was Kimmy. You left because uh, your draft stock was at the pinnacle exactly, of where it could exactly. be. Exactly. So you, you left. Go. What you, you think left. Christian McCaffrey doing? What you, you think Little exactly. Fournette doing? These are business decisions for their career. Yep. That's what it is. Yep. That's what it is. And they made a choice not to play. Like I say, I don't have a problem with it. As uh, long as they uh, team is supporting them, uh, if the team not supporting them, I do feel he need to play. But if uh, if if, uh, if you're not, I mean, and uh, the other reason is if you hurt, and um, long as you hurt, and you need to do some more healing to get prepared for the next uh, step of your career, I don't have a problem with it, man. And I always liken it to this: How many people have changed jobs, gotten a new job, making mm-hmm. more money? Yep, and they say, yep. Man, look good example. I'm gonna put in my two weeks notice, but yep, I ain't trying to work this yep. last week. Yep, I need some time off. Yep, 
Mm-hmm. How many of us have done it? I've done it. Plenty of times. Even the people that talk of trash, they done it. Yeah. So it ain't no different. There is and this any is, difference. This is a technically, let's call this an internship. Yep. Uh, you're going to stay at your internship, which is not paying you nothing. Exactly. So that exactly. uh, you can have time to get ready for this paying job. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, especially if it doesn't have no impact on your, on where you are with your internship, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm yep. leaving. Yep. And yep. so I think sometimes we look at these, um, college players and we forget that they're 19, 20, mm-hmm. 21, yep. 22 yep. at the most. Like, we forget we, that all the time, man. We forget all that. And time. we, we, we coming at them as yep. though. Yep. You know, with house money, we they ain't got nothing kids. to lose. They still kid. They just an oversized grown kid. Mm-hmm. But he's still exactly. a kid. The mind is still a kid. You're exactly. Right. You're hundred so percent right. We can't we can't judge somebody based off of their living situation. Yep. And I have to catch myself sometimes. I do yep. it. Um, um, but for the sake of discussion, I do have to ask because you are you know you you were a football player uh, uh, back in high school. Like it's. Does this show a lack of competitiveness? Like <laughs> me and you love football. Like, like right. Like I, I love football and right. I love to play it. Are they putting money over football? Like, you know, we've seen a lot of competitive guys mm-hmm. play, and they play like it don't right. matter if it, they bring it every week. Every week. I look at Peyton Manning's last year, and you can't tell me Peyton Manning didn't want to stop. Mm-hmm. But he had a goal in mind, so he was like, I'm playing. It right. doesn't matter. If I'm healthy, I'm playing. I'm going to have to say yes. They, they, the money done took over. I, I I would have to say yes. I agree. The I money agree. done took over. <laughs> I hate I to say it. Him. I hate to say it, but, but <clears throat> it have. And um, like you say, I can't blame him either because money talked and you know what else walked. Yeah. So um, it just, I guess the time is different. If you're playing for nothing, you'll play harder. But when you're playing for money, you'll play softer. Um, I assume that's the way the ball bounce. That's just the way the ball bounce. And we have to accept that now. And and the league even playing softer. I mean, the league making all these rules, man. I Mm. mean, uh, you can't do this. You can't do it because they're saving injuries. You know, they're saving lawsuits. It still mm-hmm. goes back to the money. Yep. You follow the money trail, you're gonna see a lot of things that's truthful. Yep. And because um, they pretty much they yeah. I, I I think in a few years they're gonna get rid of return men. Yeah. In the NFL. Yeah, I do too. I, They've been talking about it for a while. Yeah, and, been and talking for everything a while. they're doing is yeah. to. I mean, and don't get me wrong, they make good points. They like those collisions when you when a kick returns is what yeah. I mean. Yeah, because they run at full speed both ways. Yeah, you're talking about a full speed right. collision. Yeah, and those I, run, I totally get it, but there are yeah. people who have made livings. Yeah, because they are good return men. One thing I say about it, I didn't never understood. They keep talking about the time. The game is too long. One thing they can make a change overnight, man, to be perfect to me is is um. If you're going to not have the if, – okay, let, let's put it this way. You know how they do the talks? They do the, the – they, they, The uh, coin talks. The coin talks. Yes, at yep. the beginning And they the figure game. out who's going to kick first and who's going to do that. You can eliminate all that, man. The the home team kick off first. That's all you got to do. The home the decision, team, yeah. yeah. Every, whoever playing at home, you <laughs> kick off first. You get the advantage in the second half. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that's what t- ten minutes, five minutes yeah. of time could be ran off, and they still talking about it's too long. You can eliminate that overnight, right there. I don't know why they haven't even thought about that. Well, they they gonna make a lot of the decisions, but when you just get to just the game and you loving the game, and um, do I question Christian McCaffrey or or any of those players' love for the game? No, not really. Mm-hmm. But it makes me question how competitive you are. Mm-hmm. How much? How, I guess I am questioning their love for game. Mm-hmm. Like, how yeah. much is, do you just want to play and just right. get out there? Right. Even Jalen Smith, who I don't know if this was a PR move or what, mm-hmm. but Jalen Smith, who, if you recall, he got injured in the final bowl game last year to the point where this man was going to be a top, I say top seven pick. Yep. Uh, linebacker out of Notre Dame, he fell so far. I mean, he lost $10 million. Yeah. I mean, he lost $10 million for his injury. And he hasn't played one down for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that's tough to play one more. And, and he's come out and he said if he could do it all over again, he'll stay. He'll still play that game. I ask you this. All right, you remember um, – Remember South Carolina two years ago, uh, number seven, defense end? Um, what was his name um, that, for South Carolina? Was that Clowney? Yeah. You remember the last game he played in, he didn't play hard. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't play I hard at all. I remember now, that. Uh, as a fan, I would ask the fan, would they rather see that? Because he was preparing for the for the next level. He absolutely was. He did not was. want to get hurt. He said it out of his own mouth. Yep. So would you rather see that him being on the field, half playing, half trying to do his job, or a person who decide not to play at all? I think as a fan, I want to see somebody who who wants to play. No, no, wanna... no. That's not the choice. The choice is if he gonna prepare for his next step. If he you force him to play and he half put out, yeah. Which one would you rather see as a fan? Him half put out because everybody that made people sick. Watching him half play like yeah. that. Would you rather see players do that, or would you rather see pe- a person that make that decision he's not playing at all? I'd rather them not play at all. I'd rather him not play at I'd all. That's that's decision. my argument right there. And to there. be honest, because was, that was sickness. It wasn't was just his last game. He coasted that whole year. Yeah, like he. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Oh, is that a sweep going the other way? Well, we're yeah. just gonna <laughs> we're not gonna run that one down. <laughs> uh, but that's always something you have to look at because we're gonna get one or the other. Only thing that I have with this, I'm gonna tell you the only thing that I have with this is uh you might have people sitting out the whole year, giving up their uh, whole year uh, and, just and to sit out. Yeah. So so because if they start this now, sitting out this bowl game. And my last year, yeah. if I'm a for show first round uh, draft draft, I'm, I'm right. going to sit out almost every game or most of the game it's or whatever. Slip, you think it's you, a slippery slope? It's a slippery slope. Yeah, that's the only problem I have with I that. I can see that. Yeah, because that can easily happen. Yeah, because to be honest, I don't, yeah. think, I don't think Leonard Fournette had to play this year. Nope. I don't think he's so a first, yeah, yep. He was a borderline first round pick yep. last year. Yep. You're uh, right. Ezekiel Elliott's final year, I, don't, mm-hmm. I didn't think he had to play. He, right. He, he was pretty much going to. I mean, well, he did gain some traction that final year, but mm-hmm. he didn't have to. Like, right. his position was solidified. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Um, yeah. That's a dangerous slippery slope because then yeah. you're losing out on talent. Just, yes. And there's yes. scholarships, too, yes. that you could give to you other players. You could have gave to somebody else. Yep. 
Yes. Oh, there's ugly. Yes. There's ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it can easily happen. Easily. I, I think the NCAA and the NFL has to figure out something because you don't want that. You That's do something not you don't want. want. You do not want um, that. But at the same time, I kind of understand it. Yep. But, you know, that's why I do prefer the guys who got a competitiveness mm-hmm. about them who just want to go out there and play and right. who not here. Even in the NBA, you know, you got the guys who coming in. They basically tell their coach, look, I'm here. I'm here for the summer and that's right. it. And I'm out. I'm going to the NBA. Right. You know, that's true. And, and, you know, people like John Calipari, he recruits those guys. He doesn't mind it. Right. But I think you get you get a bunch of guys together that may not have the competitiveness that you need mm-hmm. to win uh, versus you look at somebody like, uh, you know, I know you appreciate this, Michigan State. <laughs> like Michigan State, they don't they don't really care for the one and dones. They want right. to get somebody who's, who's, who's drive to play their right. game, wants them to win for that right. team. And I think I think it's interesting. Um, like I said, for Christian McCaffrey, I don't question it. Uh, for Leonard Fournette, I really don't question it. Shock no. Linwood, I don't know that no. much about him. Um, I just seen him play on the – I mean, Christian McCaffrey almost has a 1,000 touches. Yeah. Uh, on, in his career, that's a lot. And like you said, it's running back. He good, man. I mean, you got to give him props. I seen guys, oh, man, that white boy ain't did this. Man, that boy good. That boy good. He can play some ball. Side note. Side he can note. play some ball. Side note, let me say this. <laughs> I don't know if you ever noticed this, but I hate when well, – first of all, I dislike major sports media anyway for letting network all them. Mm-hmm. But when they compare players, they compare them to their race identi- identical. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's like when I heard yeah. Christian McCaffrey name come up, they was like, oh, Danny Woodhead. I'm like – he does not play like Danny Wood. He is way better. <laughs> way better. <laughs> you know, if you're asking me, uh, if you want me to be honest, Christian McCaffrey plays like Devontae Freeman. Yeah, yeah. If you watch him play, yeah. he plays like a mixture of Devontae Freeman and a young Matt Forte. Like, that guy's good. I don't know why yeah. y'all... I don't know why y'all can't compare white and black, but yeah. that's 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 just weird. I'm sorry, that was a side That note. man is good. That's, that's they, they say the same thing about Bird, too. It, oh, Larry Bird. You know, yes, it's the same thing about Bird from the beginning of his career. You know, that man is, he was the best when he was playing. Was that was bad, man. They, I mean, you know, I, I'm not no Bird fan. Don't get me wrong now. I'm a Lakers fan, you know, yeah. Lakers and Pistons, you know, but hey. Bird was yeah, a bad they, man. He was a bad man, man. They, they compare you know? him to white people. Yeah. <laughs> Even, uh, I mean, he got uh, the job, job done. Uh, Chris Stops Porzingis that plays for the New York Knicks. I remember when he came out and I watched his game mm-hmm. tape and uh, you know from overseas and they was like Dirk Nowitzki and I said this is not Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> what are y'all looking at? I was like he kind of I was like he kind of moves uh, like Kevin Durant. Right? How you gonna say no? You you did <laughs> now you watching him play? You like oh yeah they were good yeah. they were good yeah, come on now don't don't limit yourself to race all right right all right, right. If they play like somebody right. be beyond race okay? right that's a side note right. anyway but I do agree I do think that money money has an impact on the game and you oh, have yeah. to take that into Without account. Um, I, I didn't think about that. Clowney really did coast that whole last year. Yeah, and it was it was yeah. it was ugly. Yeah, it really was. It but really then was. think about it. But though. everybody knew his talent. They knew he was a number one pick. They knew he was coming in. But at the same time, dude, think about Todd Gurley, who Todd Gurley got hurt his final year. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, mm-hmm. and, and and everybody was like, "This is why you don't have to play." This, but but he play. wanted to play, and he wanted to, you play. know, yeah, he, he worked hard to come mm-hmm. back, you know. 
But when he worked hard to come back and play, everybody called him stupid. Yep. Yep. It's weird. It's it's money's a factor, but I think nobody wants to talk about nobody it. But everybody want wants to, to bring up there character. There you go. There you go. Everybody wants to bring up character. No, it's, it's money. Yep. It's all about money. It's all about money. Are there too many bowl games though? I don't think so. I'm I'm, I'm gonna leave it like that. I don't think so. Um, see, <clears throat> the bowl games still put money in school pockets. Yes. The bowl game still bring out a, uh, the character of each player that lad, you know, to play in the big game. Because that is their biggest game, whether the bowl game mean anything or not, that's their biggest game they played that, that year. Right. You see what I'm saying? So that give them the, the, the time to shine to see can they step it to the next level because you're going to have to step it to the next level going to the NFL. You have to. Right. So that give them opportunities. You still one of those uh, weekly players or can you ch- uh, take your game to the next level to perform and get the job done? Is you truly a winner? That's showing them that you are a winner because in that go- bowl game, you shine. Yeah, you want. So yeah. that's why I say yes. There, there's nothing wrong with the bowl games. I, it, it like I say, it don't have no meaning towards championship because it have nothing to do with that no more. Yeah. So, and, and but that's but, a whole other story because I think they should expand the playoff system. Yeah, in, I do in too. Football, um, I do too. You know, take some of these bowl games and make them important. Otherwise, yes, yes. You know, I mean, because they are playing. People are playing during that time. You can definitely make them important, you know, and uh, come down with a true playoff system. I mean, they can, and they said they they still got ideals of doing that. They've talked about yeah. expanding it to to six and then eight. Right. You know, just so, go to eight, but go ahead. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, okay. that's that's. Here's some. I just want to throw these out here. Here's some names of some bowl games. Foster Farmers Bowl, <laughs> famous Idaho Potato Bowl, oh. Um, oh, Medal oh. Medal of Honor Bowl. What? Like it's a. I know. I know. Oh, we make man. jokes, and 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 I made some jokes about you know the Singrooms mm-hmm. Ginger Ale Bowl, but these are bowls. Like these are bowls. These, this is all to make the schools money. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think there's. I don't think there's too many bowl games. I just think there's too many bowl games that don't mean nothing. That don't mean anything. And and, yeah. and you have to take that into consideration. Right. You know. Right. Yeah, I want to play in the Rose Bowl. I want right. to play in the Peach Bowl. I don't right. want to play in the Tabasco Bowl. Right, right, right. But, I mean, um, I would say still keep the bowls, but um, come up with a system. They got come to. up with a system they got to. That, that to make them worth more worth than what they or are. Or cut into the season some. I like yeah. I, I know it, I know college football doesn't want to do that because you you cut home uh, mm-hmm. games and all yeah. that stuff. But hey yeah. man, cut into the cut into the season some. Two games. Yeah. Give them more bowls that make sense so that you can expand the playoffs. You you gotta do that because like I said, if I'm a star running back, I'm not playing in somebody I'm not playing in the Funyuns bowl when it don't mean nothing. Like, what am I gonna get a trophy of a gold Funyun? I don't want that. They're not gonna cut into the system. That's too much yeah, money. I know lost. they ain't gonna cut they, into they the system. Happen. I know. I know. Happen. Yeah. If anything, they're gonna expand it. But they they'll never cut into it. 
This you is know. why we have the yeah. existence of the Febreze Bowl. Yeah. All that stuff. <laughs> like, this is getting ridiculous. It doesn't make some sense. So, <laughs> you know, let, let's jump off that. You know, um, shout out to you, Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, Shock Linwood, man. Enjoy. Most love. Most you know, love. hopefully they are, I'm going to be looking forward to them, seeing mm-hmm. where they go in football. Uh, whoever get Christian McCaffrey, I'm telling you that. Yep, Ooh, me too. They know how to use him, man. That's, yeah. Gee. Yep, I give them that. If you never watch that man play, look it up, Google it, and that's a, that's a tough boy. And he's white. He is white. But ain't good. many white running backs out there. And he good. <laughs> that's a good one. Yep, definitely good. All right, man, so just talking about – we was talking about how, you know, money of the, over the game, how that kind of can make mm-hmm. things soft. And um, last week, last podcast, I talked about the whistlefication of our children. Like, our children coming up too soft. Uh, we have – I don't know if you know this. I brought this out on my last podcast. A lot of uh, parents and organizations are getting rid of trophies mm-hmm. because they don't want to make – other. Kids that don't win, they don't want to make them feel I heard bad. That. I heard about uh, that. They have yeah. in soccer games. They have mm-hmm. started to not keep score. Really? Yes, they will not keep score. You could just, you know, you just go back and forth. So there goals. is no winner. There is no winner. There, oh, so there won't mercy. be a loser. Wow. Uh, I've told people they have. Wow. They are considering getting rid of elves in the school because they feel like elves hurts the kids' feelings so much that it discourages them. What? So I always ask, like, are we just are we overprotective? Are we overprotective of kids? Is that leaking into sports? I can tell you that right now. Yes. Wow. Are you serious? How do you feel about participation trophies? Uh. Well, you only uh, whoever get the trophy participate in in the sport. Yeah, uh, everybody get a trophy. Everybody get a trophy. No, I, I, no, I'm not down with that. <laughs> I'm no, not no, down with that. <laughs> no, no, you got to have a winner and a loser, or a winner and a runner up, or a winner, winner and uh, second place, third place, whatever. I mean, uh, no, everybody get a trophy. No, no, I'm not down with yeah. that. Maybe in in little league or something, you know, just yeah. to inspire them to, to keep going. Well, they, they keep going, but it, me, it it comes a point you got to stop that. Though to me, they shouldn't but, get a trophy. Like when I was a kid, if you didn't win, you won. You got a trophy. If you participated, you got a ribbon. Okay, I can I, go I'm with good that. With that. I can go with that. I don't agree with giving kids yeah. trophies if they just yeah. came to show up. Yep, yeah, I can go with that. Yep, they get a ribbon because or they I'm, get a medal. It's not preparing yeah. them for real life. Real life, and I yeah. think in in sports, you're not. Like if you take away of kids' competitive nature, um, now when mm-hmm. they get into the NFL and they have to drive past injuries and yeah. drive past, you know, yeah. all these obstacles. I mean, how many times are they gonna fall down and quit? Right, right. I agree. I agree with that. I ain't gonna argue with that one. Um, I I, yeah. I look at participation trophies like okay, that's nice, but it won't like. My wife, she, you know, your daughter, she has, <laughs> and she, she feels like I'm being too hard. That when we have kids, I told them, Woo! I said, look, I have no problem with my kid accepting a participation trophy. Right. It won't go on my shelf. Right. You can put it in your room. You can sit on the floor. You can make it look nice. I don't, I don't <laughs> care. But as far as like stuff going in the trophy case and uh, oh, that's on daddy's shelf. You nope, it's not going up there. Nope. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, so he gonna have to win that one because I don't want people to go out there and see right. all all dad's trophies and be like, oh, that, oh, your son got a trophy. Yeah, what did he do? <laughs> he just showed up. Like he, he got a showed up right, trophy. He got a trophy. <laughs> um, that no, you right. can't put that on the shelf. Right. No, right. And and my right. wife thinks that's harsh, but to me, that's maybe that's just the way I was raised. Well, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't believe in rewarding lack of effort. Right, right. I, I, I clearly understand what you're saying, and um, I, I can go with that. I can go with that. I don't have a problem with that at all. Do yeah. you think athletes work hard now? Nope, sure don't. Nope, I do not. Why do you feel that way? Injuries. I mean, the type of injuries they getting. We played on the same field, same thing years ago, and you mm. had they was in much more shape. Um, when I hear that they they practicing five days a week with no pads, yeah. five days a week with uh, uh, no helmets and everything. You ain't, you're not practicing. They're taking uh, away two of days. Yeah, and they're taking away two of days. No, man, no, no. I think it's a lot more weaker. Yeah. A lot more weaker even than in, what um, it was. Even and in it, a- like I say, it shows they, they can fall down and get injured just falling down. Mm. I mean, they, they get injured too much. Because they not in tip-top shape like they was years ago. I mean, that that's my opinion. They're they not in the best shape they can be in. Ooh, so could they be yeah. more athletic but in less shape? In less shape. There you go. That's a good question. There you go. I knew there a guy. Go. I knew a guy in high school. He didn't have to work hard for nothing mm-hmm. athletically. Like, he, he could dunk easily. He could run track easily. Right. He didn't work hard for none of it. Right. Um, right. when he tried to get to the next levels, it became harder and harder. He just quit. He just quit. And a lot of people yep. was like, "But if you just kept working hard, like, mm-hmm. wasn't many people faster than you?" Right. Like, so right. I think he got to maybe the practice squad of a football team, and that was it. Like, he just quit. I definitely think they're a lot weaker. Man, there's no doubt, question in my mind. I've been saying that for for years, man. They're just getting hurt too easy. It's just too easy but, for me, man. But, but okay, let me play devil's advocate here. Wouldn't you think watching a player like Adrian Peterson, wouldn't that motivate you to work harder? Because, I mean, Adrian <laughs> Peterson, I don't seen this man come back from injury. I'm just sitting over there like, I have no idea how Adrian hey. Peterson playing right now. If you don't know, Adrian Peterson got hurt early in the year. I think, I want to say game four. A- and it was a major one injury. Kind. He one of a kind. He's a machine. Yeah, yeah he one of a kind. I you, want them you, to test him. You don't have nobody like him but him. I mean, out of all the people in the, in the NFL, I can't even compare nobody to him when it come down to how hard he work and come back from injuries mm-hmm. and, and still want to compete on a high level. Mm-hmm. Not not just compete, but on a high level. Mm-hmm. The highest level you can compete on. So I... I the, he by himself in that category, man, as far as I'm concerned. I don't see nobody come close to him. So I will say NFL, I think because of the the nature of the sport, mm-hmm. you will find more competitive guys just because it's one of those sports where it's like if you take some time off or you take a playoff or two, you're mm-hmm. gonna get really injured really bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. And um oh, yeah. so you especially in the trenches, defensive yeah. line, offensive oh, yeah, line, man. each one of those are battles. Um it, my my issue comes in basketball. Where I find, to me, guys don't know how to shoot a mid-range jump anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't know the fundamentals. They mm-hmm. they have horrible shooting form coming right. in, like because they just didn't want to work at it. Yeah. They just didn't yeah. want to. 
And yeah. everybody passed them along because they were talented. And then they get in the NFL, and I got to watch you shoot, uh, you know, YOLO. You know what YOLO means, Dad? I mean, j- just you like. Know what Yo- do you know what YOLO means? YOLO. YOLO? Mm-mm. It means you only live once. It's, it's those, I can shoot a Hail Mary three, it don't matter. Uh, or if it's it's almost as if some players, if I stop you from shooting a three and I stop you from dunking, you have nothing. Yeah. And you don't know how to play defense because you never had to. I look at Shaq, you know, all those years. I mean, he was dominant. Don't get me wrong. He was the man. Nobody yes. could stop him. But you mean to tell me you're not going to practice on your free throw? <laughs> I knew I that mean, was I coming. Mean, <laughs> you know, give me a break, man. I mean. It, your, your free throw is just too horrible not to try to make that better. You know right. what I'm saying? I mean, if, if I, it was okay, fifty percent. You know, that's one thing. But when is that horrible? Put some time in. Mm-hmm. You know, put some time in. I mean, trust me, Jordan put time in. That's why he was so great with yeah, the free throw shooting. He had, he what hundred free throws a day, uh, uh, an hour and stuff. He be do, be mm-hmm. shooting. I mean. Give me a break, man. I, I just don't understand that. And much as he went to the free throw line, Shaq, man, you know how many more points you could have had? <laughs> I don't mm. get that part, man. I don't get that. I but, totally agree. I but totally they, agree. They, they definitely need to um, practice on their weakness. I, I agree with that 100%. Uh, I'm going to call I, out a player here. Um, don't get me wrong. This guy is athletic, and he puts up numbers so it confuses people as to how good he is. Sergi Baca. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy's talented. Uh, and was a key piece in in uh, go and no, I'm sorry, not Golden State, um, OKC for OKC. years. Yeah, he was a key piece. Mm-hmm. He was the wrong piece they paid because they paid him over James Hard, but that's a whole nother story. Oh yeah, Did you don't remember that? No, when, I didn't was, know that. It was so Ibaka. that's why it was he a, left. It was a choice between Ibaka and James Harden, Man, and come they said on. we're not sure if James Harden is deserving of that big of a contract, so they paid Ibaka. Oh. That's a whole other story, y'all. Use your Google's find that out. So that's what happened. Okay, okay. So so Sergi Ibaka, wow. everybody knows him. He has a nickname, Sergi Blocker. He mm. blocks all these shots. Right. Watch a game. In the years that he's been in the NBA, he has no sense of defensive positioning. None. None mm. whatsoever. All of his shot blocks are athletic because he can jump high. That's he can jump high. Yeah. But as far as defensive positioning, there is none. You want to find proof? Google Serge Ibaka dunks. You think you're going to find him dunking on people? Nope. Everybody dunks on certain spots. <laughs> you know why? Because he has horrible positioning. Are you serious? This is the new. One. Oh, I'm gonna have to Google that. after the show. We're gonna <laughs> after the show. We're gonna we're gonna go over the okay. list. Matter of oh, fact, wow. just last week, Dennis Schroeder dunked on him. Right. Like, Dennis Schroeder's <laughs> six foot one. He right. He dunked on him. Remember though, back in the day when you had a really good post defender, he didn't just block shots. Right. You weren't driving to the hole on Hakeem Olajuwon yeah. and Ken Bay Mutombo. Yeah. yeah. Like you weren't even guys who didn't get a lot of blocks, like let's say Kevin Willis. Kevin yeah. Willis at one point weren't getting a lot of blocks, right. but you weren't driving in the paint because he knew how to shift yeah. his body exactly. and protect the rim. Exactly. Serge Ibaka don't know how to do it, hasn't right. learned how to do it. I have no idea why he hasn't learned how to do it. Right. It makes no sense to me. Even though I think I I want to say Patrick Ewan's in mm-hmm. no Patrick Ewan's in Charlotte. I don't know. He needs somebody there to teach him that. 
because he hasn't mm-hmm. figured it out. Like if mm-hmm. somebody just teach you this is where you go when a player's driving right. left, watch right. for his body right. this way so he doesn't. Right. It's the reason why Tim Duncan was good for so long. Exactly. It wasn't just because he was long. Yeah. <laughs> and he knew yeah. how to block. He he had a key, a neck for defending the post. Right. I can't tell you how many times I've seen a guy drive to the paint on Tim Duncan mm-hmm. and they just have to stop because right. they just have nowhere else to go. They got nowhere else to go. Yeah. Serge Ibaka, right. you trash. Right. I'm sorry, but, <laughs> but you got paid. Shout so out to you. that's what they did, man. I didn't know that was the yeah, reason. Yeah, they, they oh, picked Serge Ibaka over James man. Harden. They ought to be shaving themselves on that. Side note, OKC, wow. if you remember, OKC at one point had Serge Ibaka, Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and Jeff Green. Yep. I don't know how y'all messed that up. <laughs> Let's move on. Exactly. Um, um, but, yeah, I, I do have a problem with, with the wussification of these kids. Like, mm-hmm. um, um, Even and, – and let me take a step from that and just saying the athletes are getting too soft. You look at DeMarcus Cousins – and he got into it with these uh, media, uh, pe- people of the media, where he right. actually threatened them. Right. Richard Sherman got into it with the media. Right. Threatened them. And threatened them. Yeah. Are they being too sensitive? Like, this is what athletes been going through since the beginning of sports right. media. Right. Why are you so different? You would think they were being educated on that coming into the league. Mm-hmm. Things like this was going to happen when you're dealing with the media. Media is it's like sharks, long sharks just attack and yeah. attack. So you would think they can handle that a lot better. I'm, I'm with you on there. Not to that level to get that frustrated, you know. But I mean, DeMarcus uh, Cousins at, it, what is he, 7'1", something yeah, like that, yeah, 7 feet? Something like that. He threatened yeah. an old man who yeah. looked like he was no more than 5'11". Yeah. Like it looked, I was like, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Somebody should teach you better. Yeah. Richard yeah. Sherman, he he went off on a guy because he said, well, this guy is always searching for a headline. He always looking for sound bites. He don't do good media. Guess right. what? A lot of them don't. Yeah. And it's been that way for years. You, should be, for years. For you should be prepared for that. You should be prepared for that. You should be prepared. But I guess maybe frustration dealing with uh, family life, uh, dealing with the media, dealing with losing I mean, that can put a little stress on a person, yeah. you know, if you want to look at it like that. I mean, I can understand what you're saying. I, though. Get, I agree with what I, you're I saying. It. But, but you know, some sometimes, I mean, I guess if you're constantly doing it, what, mm-hmm. what about that? If you're constantly doing it, it's definitely a no-no. If you blew up maybe once, you know, and you oh, yeah. got it under control, you know, you might get a free ride. I, I think it's becoming a yeah. real big concern for both of them because both of them have blown up. But for Before, Sherman, less yeah. as much as Cousins. Cousins has blown up way too much. Way too much, yeah. And it's, it's getting to the point where he's being targeted. Right. Uh, just the other day, he got kicked out of a game because mm-hmm. they thought he threw his mouthpiece. Then they went back and reviewed and said, oh, he didn't throw it. He was just talking junk. And, and then they spit out his yeah. mouth. Mm-hmm. So then they brought him back in the game. It did. <laughs> you know, when it was all up, said and done, they got it right. Right. You know, they, they, right. They said, no, we're not going to eject you. And at the end of the game, he started going off about the referees. <laughs> I was like, boy, you so sensitive. Just, oh, my goodness. Uh, just right. Strengthen. I always say, father your sons. Like, yeah. just fortify these boys. Let me ask some dealer with, I hate to, I don't want to switch the subject, but um, uh, college basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I always said that they least need to play before. I, I don't like this one year out stuff. No, I don't. I mean, I mean um, two to three years. Two to three years is fine with me. I prefer three years myself overall uh, because you got to have good talent coming out, man. You can't be going straight to no D League, man. To me, that's embarrassing. You're going straight to the D League, you know, and you playing down there for three, four years before you come up. Why not do that in college? Get your your experience. Yeah. I mean, if you stay three years in and just give up option on that last year, I mean, you, you'll be much more of a rounded player. Well, I think. I, I mean, think, but one year, man. Oh I, man, they I, need to stop. I think that. the one year and done is even worse because they're saying you got. I think they said you got to be one year removed, but some of these guys they're coming in. Once you enroll in college, it's time to get ready for basketball season. Right. You're in basketball season full force. Right. Once the end of basketball season happens around March, mm-hmm. right, you've done two semesters of school. Right. All right, it's time for me to get going. I got to go to the NBA. I don't think it's enough. And the problem I have with it is mm-hmm. not, it's not how – it's the fact that I don't want to see you learn your craft on the court that I'm paying to watch. I don't want to see you learn to shoot a mid-range jumper right, in the right, NBA. Right. You need you know to be that. in the NBA status. You need to be on that level yeah. of the NBA. When yeah. you're in college, you're on the college level. When you're in high school, you're on the high school level. So at least three, two to three years. I mean, if you're going to come out to uh, – I can live with that, but, but I prefer three years. In the college basketball, because they is not coming out uh, like an NBA player. They not coming out, man. But at the same time, too, you have to blame the GMs. These GMs are in search of the next big thing. And it doesn't matter if they don't have the skills. We just want the talent. And if the talent don't work out, then they go back to the drawing board. Um, Look at – oh, I wanted to talk about – Look at, for example, DeMar DeRozan, who was who came out of college mm-hmm. and was just a high flying dunker. Yeah, who could you know hit the the wild three pointer every once in a while. Right, right. Now you look at DeMar DeRozan, and this guy has a killer mid range. Mm-hmm. He has all kind of jab steps, spin moves. Right. DeMar DeRozan's been in the league for a while now. Right. I had to wait to see this. You had to wait to see it. You had to wait to see it. I had to well, why? Yep. Yep. It wasn't as though you didn't have the talent. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just didn't. Like you came out so fast. Came out too fast. Yep. And I think a lot of those players are like that. And I think also too, what happens is you get the guys, which has always been injuries. Mm-hmm. You get the guys that come in after one year and done, and they get injured immediately. Right. And they don't know how to handle it. Right. Because they've never had to handle injury. Injury. Yeah. And yeah. the expectations of coming back. A lot of people learn that in college. Some of them don't. So you yeah. get the people who go injured and they're out for an entire season or two. And you have to wait to see them. Yeah. Nerlens Noel has been hurt for his entire career in the NBA. Right. That, I, I'm not contributing that to one year and done, but I'm saying right. had he stayed in Kentucky, maybe he would have learned yeah. Yeah. how to deal with injuries. Yep. Yep. You're still going off of high school methods. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, you you still dipping in Epsom salt and drinking castor oil yep. to get healthy. I agree. Like, I agree. You have to. You got to learn the game. And y'all, I feel like a lot of players are skipping. I don't know a whole lot of players that went directly from high school 
into NBA mm-hmm. and just totally impressed me outside right. of like maybe LeBron and Kobe. Kobe. Yeah. Uh, even mm. Tracy McGrady had a learning curve. Yeah, he had a learning curve. And Tracy yeah. McGrady was drafted low, but when you get to the LeBrons, right. he's straight out of high school, first right. overall pick. What can you do? You ain't gonna have too many people. Like are you, that. you know, are you yeah. gonna be like, for example, I use a team like mine, or someone who hasn't won much. Mm-hmm. You gonna be the Atlanta Hawks and pass on the next LeBron James mm-hmm. just because he won there and done? I'm not. Michigan State, they got got um, Miles Bridges. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he might be doing a one year and out. Uh, colleges want him already. They, I mean, a pro want him already. They said if he if they had the law that you could come in out of high school, he'd have been already. He would have already there. Yeah, if this man got drafted. He can jump up to the top of the backboard. Uh, they got him on uh, YouTube doing it, mm-hmm. touching the backboard. So um, he's very talented, yeah. man. This this guy's awesome. Well, I'll give, really give you an example one yeah. more. J.R. Smith. Mm-hmm. J.R. Smith, if you really pay attention to his career and you actually watched him play when he came out of high school, mm-hmm. this guy was LeBron James-esque. There was mm-hmm. nothing on the court that J.R. Smith could not do. Right, right. But he right. went straight from high school into the pros. Into the pro. And for mm-hmm. years, I had to watch this man. Yep. If, if he don't have a dunk or mm-hmm. he don't have a three-pointer, like, he's out the game. He's done. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's just, he didn't learn defense, man-on-man right. man defense. He didn't learn right. his own concepts. Like, it, it's terrible. Anyway, I got to pay to watch you learn the game. And for a lot of these players, these players don't learn with the team they're drafted with. So you draft them waiting for them to develop. They don't develop. Then they ship them on down They the go road. to another team, yeah. and then they get it. They clicks, yep. and it's yep. like, ah, oh, yep. wow. And they get it just to stay on the team. Now, they don't, they, a lot of times they don't get it to be out there being perfected. Very true. Yeah. They just be on the team and be a second-string guy and third-string guy, but they, they, you know, they still just not developing, man, like they should. They need to be in – Least two to three years, man. At least two to three years. I'm sorry, Kevin Garnett. Yeah. I just thought when I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, yeah. KG. Okay, okay, yeah. Now sorry, he did KG. his thing. Okay, he Can't was. Say no he was different though. He was. Yeah. He wasn't bright enough to get into college, so he went right. to the NBA. He tried to get into college. Right, <laughs> you not, say he was. It's a little different. Enough. Some of these guys they're trying to go to college, but yeah, one year done. I don't like it. Right. I, I prefer they at least stay two years. Right. Um. I think it at helps least. the NCAA because I think yeah. it. It gives you more uh, competition yeah. worthy in the in the March Madness, mm-hmm. and I think it helps out the NBA because you're getting more polished players. Right, right now you're not getting no polished players. Not at all. Not with not one year all. done. Not at all. Man. At this point, you're just trying to collect one year and done. Yeah. It's like Kentucky. Yep. You know, just to have a more athletic team, and then you shipping them on out. I don't like it. It's, it's, it's doing me crazy. All right, yeah. so we're going to jump right into our man law violation segment. Of course, that's where we try to hold men accountable for some of the things they've done. So, and a lot of times I choose athletes. Um, this one this is going to be an interesting conversation. I want to give time for us to discuss this one. Mm-hmm. Um, today's why man law violation segment is about Oklahoma running back Joe Mixon. Or I don't even know if he's suspended or not. Uh, I don't think he played at all this year, but... Joe Mixon, if you don't know Joe Mixon, uh, he hit a woman back in 2014. I mean, hit her to the point where she had to have her jaw wired up. It was pretty bad. So video was just released uh, of Joe Mixon hitting the woman. She, it was an argument with another fellow. 
A woman jumped up. She pushed him, uh, and then she hit him. Joe Mixon fired off and decked this woman. Mm. I don't know. I don't even want to say hit because it doesn't do justice. Like he, he hit this woman. He knocked her out. Uh, after watching that video, uh, Dad, did, did Joe Mixon violate man law by hitting a woman who had hit him first? Yes. First thing is he slapped him. He closed his fist and hit him like he was fighting a guy. And he hit her so hard, she went straight down, out cold. Yeah, she was. Yeah. I mean, it don't take that. Yeah. That See, see, this is where I'm coming with that. It don't take that. Mm-hmm. If you if he was to slap her back or something like that, that, you know, that's a little gray area I might can understand because you're not supposed to hit anybody. To be honest, the, the male should not hit the female. The female should not hit the male. It ain't no double standard now. Uh, shouldn't be a double it shouldn't standard. be a double standard. And in that instant, though, he could have walked away. Mm-hmm. I mean, now I've seen the video for mm-hmm. the first time today. He could have walked away because it wasn't a lot of damage did. When, he, when she slapped him, she barely grazed him. It wasn't really a real good slap. Yeah, it, why I say that? Because his head didn't move. And if you watch the interrogation it, 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 video, he he talked about how when she hit him, it was so shocking because he felt like a mm-hmm. man had hit him. <laughs> and I looked at the video, I was like, no, that, that, no, that was a female hitting him. <laughs> not only that, not only that, he instigated the whole thing by coming in there fooling with them when they was in the restaurant. Yeah, supposedly yeah. they were arguing outside. The the two people, the man and the woman, walked inside to right. get away from it. Uh, and he followed, followed them, them in. in to continue the argument. To continue the argument. So everything fall on his shoulder. You don't hit no woman like that. It don't take that type of hit to, to, to get your point across, whatever mm. point he's trying to make. And he could have walked away from that, man. I mean, she pushed him first and slapped him the second time, and and he just decked her. Yeah, and it, yeah, he broke the man law. Okay, there's no doubt. I'm with it. Yeah. Okay, I see. Mm-hmm. Um, couple things I have. This is a little different from your viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the funny part is this is this is this is a good conversation because I'm sitting here with my father-in-law. Uh, you know, in talking about this situation, domestic violence is a, is, I mean, not domestic violence, but hitting a woman is such a gray area. My first thoughts is, yes, you violate man law. As a man, mm-hmm. you are taught you cannot hit a woman. Right. You are taught that. Um, He could have had a lot of ways to avoid it. Supposedly, he went in to argue. Supposedly, there was just regular argument. Then the guy called him a derogatory term for a black man. Mm-hmm. He in turn called the man a derogatory term for a homosexual man. Mm-hmm. That is when the woman jumped in, pushed him, and hit him, and mm-hmm. then he hauled off and hit this woman with the power of gray skull. If you never <laughs> seen he man, that's what he hit her with. Like it was crazy. It right. looked like a cartoon. Like right, right. Um, he definitely violated man law. Like I said, you cannot do it. I always tell everybody. As a man, you cannot win hitting a woman. You will yep. never win. Yep, that is true. There is no winning situation. That is true for hitting yeah. a woman. That is so true. But that this is a podcast for home field advantage, and we have to speak the truth on this show. And I'm going to speak the truth. Okay. 
this is not solely his fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has the biggest part of the blame because, like I said, violating man law. Right. You're taught as a kid not to hit a woman. Right. Uh, but part of this does rest on the woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. My thoughts is that, one, no woman should ever put her hands on a man. Right. Without the fear of repercussion. Yep. All right. I always tell people, there's a reason why I don't go up to Mike Tyson and do whatever I want to to Mike Tyson. Right. Because I have in the back of my mind, Mike Tyson might punch me. <laughs> I don't know if I want to deal with that. So I tr- I handle myself accordingly. Like right. if I get into an argument with Mike Tyson, I might take a stu- few steps back. Right. Like right. Uh, I might not right. be as disrespectful. I'm definitely not going to hit him first. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like this is Mike Tyson. I understand mm-hmm. that I could get hit. Right. I want women to start thinking outside of the fact that it's man law that we're taught you should not hit a woman. Yeah. I don't think that that teaching should go to women. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should teach women no man should ever hit you. You need to teach women. Never to hit a man. Yeah, nobody needs to put their hands on anybody. That's right. And if you do that, mm-hmm. there are some crazy nuts in this world who will hit you back. Exactly. Now, if you are not prepared to get hit back, that is your fault. There you go. I'm I not going to put that. it solely on you, but it is partially your blame. I would say this. Um... I agree 100% what you're saying now. But, and the but is, the reason why I'm going to put it solely on him, because whatever happened outside was outside. should have stayed outside. It should have stayed outside. You're right. And by him coming in the inside and want to take it to another level, Mm -hmm. that's why I have to put the blame on him. They did not instigate anything on the inside. It was all him. So... Okay. So when, if he would have left now, I mean, it took place outside. Now, if you're going to fight outside, let's fight outside. Yeah. But once it's over, it's over. Mm-hmm. When they walked away, they didn't want to engage no more. It should have been over at that point. True. And so by him coming in there, I might put the soul blame on him. Okay. And he that's the only reason. He could have stopped that's it. That's the only reason. He yeah. stopped it, it a long time. Oh, yeah. It should have been stopped. It. And that's the only reason because what you said is a valid point. She, she, Put her hands on him. Mm-hmm. You got to reap the uh, um, reap the cause of whatever happened yeah. after that. You know, so I agree with that. And he has to reap the cause. Yeah, like like I said, there is no winning situation for any man yep. to hit a woman. Yep. Let that ring to you. I was mm-hmm. taught that as I was taught that as a I want to say young twenties, and it made so much sense to me. Mm-hmm. It was like you cannot win. I mean, not even if you are. If you are justified in it, there's no winning situation for right. you. Because if you hit her, mm-hmm. uh, you weren't supposed to. If you hit her and it's justified, you mm-hmm. should have showed restraint. Yep. Um, if you beat her up and you was justified, well, you're a man. You should have won. If you if, like, if, Now, that's when she, I draw the line. If she, if she, if she beats you up, well, you, you got beat up by a girl, like... There's no winning situation yeah. for you to put your hands on any woman. And I think all men need to learn yeah, that. Yeah, I agree with that. So so for man law violation, you were wrong. You violated. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No matter what, you need to understand that as a man and be accountable for your actions. Mm-hmm. I want to take a moment to talk about this young woman. 
dad, as it, and, and I'm talking about your daughter, and you did a great job raising mm -hmm. uh, Nicole. Mm -hmm. When I am in it, first of all, the argument was between two men. <laughs> I have no idea why you jumped in. This is the first thing. I have no <laughs> idea why this woman jumped in. One. Two. Oh. Those men had a lot of space between them. Right. And they were arguing. Mm -hmm. You violated the space barrier. The space barrier <laughs> is about is about two feet wide around my body. You don't need to invade the space bear. Men know this. Right. If you get within two feet of my body right. and aggressively, that means we might fight. Right. Exactly. Our minds switch to right. all right now. I, I might have to protect myself right. here. Right. Or defense I might have, mode. You go I'm going to defense, defense mode. mode. Right. You violated that very fast. Right. I right. don't know why, because nobody was talking to you. <laughs> All right, I'm just speaking truth here. Two, I talked about I talked oh. about your daughter Nicole. Right. If I am ever in a situation where it looks like I'm arguing with someone and mm -hmm. she does not want me to argue or get in a fight with someone, right? Nicole will come to me. Pay attention to this, and I hope ladies listen to this. Fellas, make sure your girl listens to this. My wife will quietly put her hand on my chest and say hey stop hey look at me hey calm down i mm. will calm down immediately and leave i'm done right. i don't done because yeah i respect her femininity mm -hmm. she don't have to hit me right she don't have to push me out the store she right. don't have to raise her voice. She don't have to curse at me because all of those are traits for masculinity. Right. All those things raise aggression. Right. My wife and her femininity will lower my aggression by right. just talking to me. Yep. I don't know no yep. man that loves a woman or likes a woman or respects a woman mm -hmm. who will have a woman come at them like that and still be aggressive about it. Right. Takes me back to this video. By the way, great job with your, with your daughter. Mm -hmm takes me back to this video you jumped up and decided to get physical mm -hmm. why that's not how you de-escalate a situation right. anyway right yeah not only is that not a way that you de-escalate a situation yeah that's not a way a woman should no not at all i'm, I'm calling all. it out and if i'm being yeah. a double standard call me out on it yeah i'm sorry that's not a way a woman should de-escalate a situation ever mm -hmm. because you're acting like a man Yep. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I agree 100%. Like I said, no woman should put their hands on a man. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just point blank. No man should put their hands on a woman. I mean, that just point blank. And if that woman do put them on, on a man, the consequences might not be in your favor. I mean, you know, it just, you, you got to stay in your place, you know, as far right. as uh, understanding your role in being a feminine between the two, right? Totally I mean, that just that just point blank. I totally, but but at so, the same time, the law has, you know, the law has made it to where a woman can hit a man, and you're not supposed to hit me, right? And I have a problem with that. Too. That's a dangerous thought that's process. A dangerous. Thought. That's a dangerous thought yep, process to believe that. that you can hit someone yep. and not mm -hmm. be hit back. Yep, I agree. I, I don't, I don't, I don't like that, and um, I think that I think that probably played a part. She thought she can get physical in there, and Joe mm -hmm. Mixon, and being the immature dummy that he was, mm -hmm. decided to not control himself. Now right. he hesitated once, which made yeah, me think that you got a brain. He did, he did hesitate. I, that is true. And then she slapped yep. him, 
That second time. And then he hauled yep. off and hit he her. He hauled off and hit her. Yep. One thing, yep. lady, you didn't see the clue. He jumped yep. at you and stopped. Yep. yep. That and was your stopped. clue to stop. Yep. You are so you right. You kept going. Mm-hmm. He being the dummy that he is. Yep. Decided to take it full floors, right. and you could tell he regretted it immediately. Mm-hmm. He knew he was in trouble because he walked. He, he was walked gone. right on out. He was gone. Yeah. In any incident, though, I I say one incident it should never take place when you beat a woman. I mean, that, that I, I, never, I mean that just should never take place because it, it don't take all of that. It, it, it do not take all of that. And uh, for a man to beat a woman, it's just unreal. Like I said, there's no winning situation. Yeah. For a man to put his hands on a I agree. woman, I agree with you 100 um, on that. I have told my wife because uh, because the question has been asked to me: Would I ever put my hands on a woman? I have been taught not to mm-hmm. by my father, yep. by my mother, by society, right. by everything. Right, Bill Cosby on the Cosby Show, yep. uh, um, <laughs> Uncle Frank on Will Smith, I, 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 on right. Fresh Prince. <laughs> I have learned you do not put your hands on a woman. Right, but I told my wife. I can never say never. Right. Because I told her, I said, if I walk out in my neighbor, in my yard, and I see two, three women jumping on you. Right. I'm just going to have to lose that. Yep. Because I'm going to hit somebody. Yep. Am I going to beat them? No. Right. Because I have more sense than that. Right. But that's why I say. don't take that. That's what I'm saying. It don't take that. If I walk in and I see my child being shook by the babysitter violently. Right. I can't promise you I'm not going to put my hands on the woman. Exactly. So, but what I'm telling you again is this: it's no matter what justification a man can put on it, mm-hmm. you will not win. You will not win. I can go in, the in the, end, you will not. Win. I can fight five <laughs> women off of my wife, right, and punch them all in the face, right. And only a handful of people is going to say you were protecting your wife, right. Majority of people is going to yep. say, yep. you were yep. being violent. You shouldn't yep. put your hands on yep. a woman. Understand, yep. you will not win. Yep, putting you your hands on win. a woman. Joe Mixon is getting all the backlash he deserves. Mm-hmm. You violated man law. You violate the innate law that has been taught to you from a kid, and I mm-hmm. know it has because mm-hmm. I have watched TV shows. Right. All right. And that could have been prevented. I mean, it just – no excuse away. for him to go back in there. Walk I mean, away. I mean, it's over. It's over. It's words. Yeah. Just deal yeah. with words. It's just words. Yep. I mean, I would never follow no man or no woman anywhere – to continue a fight. Once it's over, it's over. Yeah. We in that parking yeah. lot, you yelling at me, I'm screaming, yeah. You walk away and go on the inside, okay, I'm finna go on, go to the house. Yep. You know, it's over. Yep. You know, because following up on it can be a, a backflash on you now. I mean, you go walk up on him yep. now, he had time to get his peace. He got his peace now. It's a whole nother exactly. ball game. Don't put yourself in a situation. Exactly. Keep yourself out of losing situations. And by you hitting his woman, could have brung, brung up another situation. Yeah. So, you know. Side note, just, I don't think that was his woman. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know, I don't know any man that can watch his woman get knocked out the way she did. Well, and, he did have to tend to her too, though. So, I mean, because she was out cold, man. I don't, I don't know she what I'll do. She was out cold and he grabbed her. And you know I'm, he was walking out the door. I gotta try to put you on the ground too. I, I, just, I, just, I don't. I don't know what I would have did. Let me right. say that I don't know what I would have done. Well, but the chances of you walking away from that, I know what I would have done. reduced. I know dramatically. I know what I would have done. If, if if my wife would got hit like that, it would have been me and him. Yeah, he would have me to, too. He had to throw a blow on me too to knock me out. 
Uh, Either you got to lay on the ground or me and my uh, wife going to lay on the ground uh, together. Exactly. Bingo. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But, but there's going to be another body on that ground. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Believe that. This is this is me so, and talking, all right? Yeah. I understand that. That's, I'm just saying. You can believe that. I'm just saying. I mean, you got to protect the wife now. You, you don't protect nobody else. The children and the wife got to yeah. be protected. Understand on this show, we do not it. advocate hitting women. Yep. We do not advocate putting hands on a woman. Domestic violence, none of it. But two things you'll learn. My dad has told you. Don't put your hands on no man. Yep. And you don't put yourself in a losing situation for me. Exactly. Don't do it. Exactly. It is. No win is over. No win is over. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, on our last podcast before we ended, we had, you know, because you are older one, mm-hmm. I, I like to just get some older wisdom in the show. And a lot of people liked it. So I want to ask you if you could just drop a little more wisdom. Just, you know, give us something to, I mean, we look at Joe Mixon and all these guys and doing stuff like this, like, Give the podcast something that maybe men or women can hold on to that, you know, maybe some fatherly advice or something. Just give them some some advice. All right. We'll talk about respect. Okay. All right. I'm going to sit back, take notes. All right. When you're dealing with respect, first respect comes from yourself. When you respect yourself, you can respect others. You'll never be able to respect anybody until you learn to respect yourself. Ooh. And it falls from yourself to your parents and to your community mm. in that order. Because respect is so powerful. When you respect yourself, everybody look at you on a platform. And once you get on that platform, you will stay on that platform until you decide to fall off. Ooh, and when ooh. you fall off, it's only because you stop respecting yourself. Oh, my goodness. So respect goes a long ways in life. So always respect yourself and respect others and respect your community and you can grow. Ooh, That's ooh, the power ooh. of growing. That's yes. the power of growing. Yeah. yeah, I know a lot of people need to hear that. Yes. I always tell people, I don't know how you expect me to respect you when you don't respect yourself. Like, exactly. how am I going to give you something you ain't willing to give yourself? Exactly. There you go. That doesn't make any there sense. There you go. It anyway. don't make sense. Anyway. And it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. It it, you have to respect yourself first. Yeah. You have to love yourself first. You can't even love God until you can love yourself. Ooh. You must love yourself before you can love God. It's <laughs> not going to happen. Because you would destroy yourself if you don't love yourself. Ooh. That's where drugs, alcohol, and, and crime, that's where all that come from. you destroying yourself. Oh, boy. And if you're not destroying yourself, you're destroying your body. But that's the Mm-mm. principle of what God gave you. So you must love that. How can you love uh, 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 God and you don't love yourself? You got to love yourself. And yep. in yep. that order. And you can't love another human being unless no. you love yourself. Jesus, I mean, it's yes, you got to. Fellas definitely need to know that, and I think most of us do. But women, what? especially women's, got to understand. You that. can't get no love from you nobody know, else, and no, you ain't giving it to yourself. No. And that's why a lot of women go wrong because they don't love themselves. You know, they blame a lot of stuff on themselves, 
And that's why they go wrong and they trying to get his man all this love. But guess what? That man ain't loving you back because why? He don't see the respect in you. <laughs> Let me stop it. Y'all going to have to pay for the rest of this. This is too good. We ain't going to get you all the free stuff. Y'all going to have to get that somewhere else. This is too good. I need to bottle this up and sell it. Oh, goodness. This will fix so many problems. Yes. It just will. that that just that four minute part from you would fix mm -hmm. so much stuff in the world. Yep. Good night. Yep. Uh Dad, I appreciate it. Thank you, son. I hope you enjoyed it. Anytime. Anytime, son. I enjoyed it. Um, this is a podcast for home field advantage. Of course, you can find me at the number four HF Advantage on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, for home field advantage sports talk, for home field advantage sports trash talk. Again, I thank everybody at the beginning of the show. I want to thank them again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you ever listened, thank you if you even doubted me because you gave me motivation to keep going. Thank you if you ever subscribed. Thank you if you ever given uh, anything to my podcast, whether it's ideas, knowledge, your presence, any of it. I appreciate it. 2017 is going to be the same thing. And I'm going to have dad back on here because y'all need some of these life lessons <laughs> and some diamonds and gems in this. And y'all need to pay attention because y'all life is in shambles. Well, your life not in shambles, but you, hey, listen, listen, we out. Thank you, son.